0: He wants me to be a hot wife. I don't want to do that. He's got all these t-shirts he wears around the house that say beta or property of hot wife. I love this guy. we have been through a lot together, but I can't live like this. The further he goes down this rabbit hole, the more turned off I get. He doesn't look cute in panties. It's a sexual turnoff for me. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. On today's show, we are going to talk about entrapping pedophiles, the incel community, how to deal with men who won't eat pussy, and more. I'm Keith, my co-host, is Mike. How's it going, Mike?
1: It's going pretty well.
0: You were in charge of our banter topics today, so uh, where shall we begin?
1: I didn't know I was totally in charge. Okay, well, I've been working out some material about um, this man, Chris Hansen, with the TV show To Catch a Predator. Are you familiar with this?
0: I am not sure I've ever seen the show. I am very familiar with what the premise of the show was. And I've seen clips of the, uh, well, yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should try to explain what the premise was. Sure, You can can clean it up if I'm wrong. Okay. So they would try to entrap pedophiles and they would go into some online chat room and pretend to be, you know, a 15 year old or whatever. And then the 15 year old would invite the person they're trying to entrap over and he comes over and the girl's there initially. And then she like goes to a back room and then the like production staff comes out and Chris Hansen, who was the like host of the show would, would say something like, oh, you're, you're in big trouble, man, or, or whatever. He had some line. I don't remember what it was.
1: Right. Right. <clears throat> That's more or less right. And I mean, the way that they would, I don't know if you said this, but the way that they would get their. Uh, let's see, they would have a decoy, which would typically be a young girl, maybe 14, 15. Yeah. In some cases, it would be a boy, right? If they're, if they're it's always, I think, I, I don't want to say always. In every episode I've encountered, it's a man who's being, mm, what's the right word? Being
0: captured. Entrapped. Being, Entrapped. Okay.
1: Entrapped has a certain legal meaning that I was trying to avoid, but okay. Um, and they, uh, yeah, they have this decoy they meet online. That's important. It's unclear. I mean, I think across the years where they meet them online has changed. I'm, I'm assuming now it's like Twitter sure. or something.
0: Yeah. They started on AOL chat rooms and then- Sure.
1: yeah, Sure. And then the guy will drive sometimes some long distance to this person's house, show up, and then it's as you described. So um, I came to learn that this show, I mean, this show is immensely po- popular and Chris Hansen's still kicking around. Wait, even is the show still on? It's not on network TV, but he had, he's basically created what looked to me like his own network uh, built around <laughs> this show. And there the are episodes-
0: the anti-pedophilia network.
1: That's right. And there are new-ish episodes available on YouTube. And I wanted to talk about an episode that I saw because I was curious about the state of the art in this, um, uh-huh. just to see where it's, it's at. Mm-hmm. So, he, they, lured, so they, they lured somebody. It was a, a young man who's maybe 25- this man, let me tell you his story. When he was eighteen, he was a senior in high school in Michigan. Yeah. okay. He had sex with his fifteen year old girlfriend, who was probably a freshman sophomore. okay
0: yeah. now, yes i, I am f- I'm aware of something called Romeo and Juliet Laws, which makes uh it legal for people who are within a certain age of each other to sleep with minors. So in that case, he was 18, she was fifteen. But it was in some states, maybe maybe Michigan is included, such behavior so, can be legal. Yeah, the the
1: the apparently in Michigan the capulets or whoever in charge they are uh-huh. not in favor of this relationship. Okay. And so this law does not it makes sense as a law, right, to sort of protect whoever is the older party because their age is so close. It's not a forty-five year old having sex with a fifteen year
0: old. It's well, an eighteen year old. And then any any people who are dating in their 18th year, unless their birthdays were the, on the exact same day, there would always be a window of illegality.
1: Agreed. It's it's somewhat ridiculous. Let me see. I guess when I was in high school, I would have fallen. I would have been the victim. I was 17 mm. and had sex with an 18-year-old girlfriend. What's um, the
0: statute <clears throat> of limitations in California? Maybe it's you a good can question. go claw some money from her. I don't. I don't think she has. It's a fair point. Fair point. Uh, Maybe I'll look into something to look into. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the um, let's see. So we've got uh, this. So this this young man has sex with this girl, and I'm guessing the girl's parents found out and for whatever reason got angry, but that wasn't elucidated in the episode. Okay. But he got sent to prison. To prison. Oh. And as, and so he was there for like, I think 18 months, they said. Okay. Uh, Someone can fact check me if I get a little bit of this wrong. And then he was released, but he was released under condition. And so by the time he's released, he's like 1920, he's released under the condition that he is not to use dating apps. He's not to pursue women. Now this isn't,
0: that's one of the conditions of his parole or whatever.
1: Right. This is a 1920 year old man (laughs) who in my mind has done, I mean, I don't know all the details, but it sounds like he's done nothing wrong. Right then, or, you know, he's deeply confused about what how what he did was wrong. Um, then he gets trapped by to catch a predator where he, um, you know, <laughs> starts talking to this fifteen-year-old decoy. That's yeah. of course problematic because he's now like twenty-five years old. Yeah. He comes in and and he's basically like he didn't look like the sharpest bulb. I I, I compared him to uh Lenny from of Mice and Men, like kind of not not the he just seemed like a little weak in the in the head area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I mean they basically just arrest him again and of course the police come and rough him up and like, you know, Chris Hansen's moralizing to him and I was thinking about it and I thought to myself, this and I feel this way every time I watch this show. Okay. The careful I think this here. show is basically taking I don't actually believe or I'm I'm skeptical, put it that way. I'm skeptical. That there are any fifteen year old girls effectively on the internet looking for guys like this other than the decoys of this TV show, uh, meaning it's sort of a victimless crime. Like they're not, and they oh, and by the way, they had this long interview after the episode with like the chief of police of this town that's been hosting Chris Hansen talking about child uh, child sex trafficking, yeah, predators, how these guys will just do it again and again, all this stuff. And I was like, I don't actually think that's what's going on here. I think it's just a pretty messed up dude because his normal sexual urges got um criminalized and you know when he was 18 and now he's just messed up because he went to like adult prison at 18 for sort of not mm-hmm. doing anything wrong hmm. and now he's just now he's just gone insane
0: do you think that someone of his profile is likely to what is the word recidivate re- 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 i think that's the right word yeah
1: Okay. I, I I mean I think it's a good question. I don't think that, I just don't think that
0: this is. It seems that he attempted to. It, I mean, sort he wasn't of, trapped. That- I I get it. I get it. I get. It. You're saying that in a you know world where the entrappers didn't exist, he probably he he may want to recidivate, but probably would not have been able to.
1: But but my point is that I don't think that he – I don't think the fact that – I think that if she had been 19. So this is one of my ideas. If she had been 19, I think it would be no different. My One of my ideas is this show should be required to, when they do this, also have a 19-year-old decoy and let the guy pick. Because I think that basically <laughs> all these dudes would pick – or 18, whatever. I think they would all pick oh, – I mean, I, I certainly see. would. Wouldn't you, like yeah you see what I'm saying like it's someone make them...
0: showing him interest and and it's exactly. not that she's 15 it's that there's exactly.
1: ah and if so, if a guy had a choice if there were two girls talking him up and they were sort of the same distance away both equally sexually charged and he does pick the 15 year old fine that's like that's different but I really don't think the I, I, I see I'd like to see the data from that experiment because I think that these guys would almost 100 percent pick the 18 19 year old because it's not that it's just they're lonely. And they, and, and then it just comes down to this thing, which I, I really have a hard time with them moralizing about it because I mean, what percentage of the male population say under say age 30 to 50, do you think if a 20 year old, highly attractive, luscious young woman offered them sex, what percentage of the guys would just be like, okay, I think it's at least 50.
0: Why is it not? What, why oh, is because, it they're, higher? because they're guys that are—they're guys that are engaged
1: or married or have some other proclivity. They're gay guys. Oh, I mean, sure, there's stuff, but
0: like right? fine, but yeah. I mean, if you were to say, yeah, single heterosexual men of who are fifty, how many would turn down available sex from a twenty-year-old? I
1: mean, it's—it's it's not many, right? So it's, its not it's many, less than half, maybe less than ten percent. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, and so. This gets complicated because, like, okay, twenty now, nineteen now, eighteen. Okay, now if it's seventeen and you know you know it's not a sting, I think the number is going to be surprisingly high. Like, it's hard for a guy because it's an artificial legal distinction that's being made right. and then enforced. Um, right. So, so pretty much, um, yeah. When I watch this program, I always feel like it's not really right what they're doing to the guys. I mean, it's they they portray them sometimes they're guys that really seem pretty skeezy. Although, honestly, okay.
0: Everybody I mean, this looks is easy in that situation. This is a pretty hot take here. Yeah, you're, yeah I know. Mean, ar- yeah. <laughs> you're arguing that <laughs> catching predators is unfair. Uh, well,
1: through this form of entrapment, think, I, and I'm suggesting a, mo- a yeah. slight modification of their prot- protocol that I think would make it more fair and make people, you know, make it seem yeah, more fair.
0: I think you're right that they wouldn't find as good content that way because everyone yeah. would choose, not everyone, but a rounding error of everyone would choose the legal Gal, yeah, because these guys actually want to follow the law, but they're like,
1: "Look, follow the law or my dick," and it's, yeah, yeah, it gets t- difficult. And they, it's yeah. always these sort of lonely, often unattractive guys that don't seem to like they have much going for them. And you're just like, "Look, like they probably never had a woman want to have sex with them,
0: right?" Yeah, effectively, I mean, the normal caveats apply here. Like, men should not have sex with children, um, but that's different from denying that, um, yeah, people of a certain age can be physically attractive to, to most men.
1: It's, I feel like there's some sort of philosophical dilemma here. Like, um, if, if I wanted, if I wanted to figure out whether you were inclined to commit murder, uh huh. It wouldn't be reasonable for me to put you into a situation where like that was the only option. I should give right. you like a few different options. No, I like, understand oh, what you Murder saying. this person, right? And, and, and what they've done. And of course, he has the option to just not do anything, which is probably what most of their uh, marks do. They just say, "No, I'm not meeting you because I I'm not stupid." Right. Um. But yeah, given anyway, you, given that other option, uh, I think that I think they yes, it would be much less good content. They wouldn't get very many people. And I actually think that like. I think that's a decent like sort of – I feel like that's something that like a lawyer might be able to argue in court. Say, look, this is entrapment. This isn't fair because you're not giving him a reasonable other option.
0: I would be interested in what the conviction rate is. Uh, it, according it, to this cop, it's 100%. Yeah, it might be high because judges and juries are pretty unsympathetic that's the thing I mean
1: once because the, the fact pattern looks very damning for the guy and there's yeah. very little sympathy and so I was I was talking with uh, with a friend of the show about this and his argument was he, he's like look this is just the way it is because most laws <laughs> his argument was most laws or many many laws are just designed to prevent male behavior to, to, to constrain male behavior and he's like yeah this is just a male behavior and men just have to learn to stop doing this so, so he had no very little sympathy for the guys that I have sympathy for
0: Hmm. I mean, you already said it. Probably even already with the way they do this, most of their marks turn it down. It's just that, yeah, they're finding particularly desperate, and in this man's case, as you say, maybe particularly stupid men. That's right.
1: yeah' just people who don't think it through. Right. Maybe, yeah, maybe they're drunk, maybe they're high, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so you've never watched this show. Does this make you want to watch it? Probably not. <sighs>
0: I think the show, the premise of like reveling in men being entrapped trying to commit pedophilia doesn't entice me. Hmm. Um, Hmm. There's no like Schadenfreude there for me. I just feel like everything about it is sort of depressing.
1: Yeah, I guess that's right. Right. Because it's right that, yeah.
0: I do like the the meme that's, like, propagated across the web, which is, you know, Chris Hansen enters the room. <laughs> and it's, like, definitely an oh-no moment for uh, for people who know, like, what it means when, when he comes in the room. It's like, what have so I that,
1: done? <laughs> that meme is used whenever somebody's, like, sort of, how is that meme used exactly? It's
0: like when they've been caught red-handed. But normally it's whenever
1: somebody mentions a young girl on Reddit. Right, so if I watched a TikTok and it was a relatively young-looking girl and said something kind of juicy toward her, somebody would respond and say...
0: Yeah, like in the comment, you'll probably frequent... In the comments, whenever there's like a particularly young-looking woman, you know, (laughs) posting thirst traps, you'll almost always see somebody say, Chris Hansen enters the room. It's an easy way to get lots of likes on your comment.
1: I don't know, can you like
0: comments on on, uh, TikTok?
1: You can, I'm surprised you don't know that.
0: I... You know, I, I uninstalled TikTok because it scares me. It it scares me because it's too good. Um, but I found myself using reels on Instagram. There They've we been go. like increasingly like steering me toward reels. Like they put it in my feed and that they put it in between other people's Instagram stories. And uh yeah, I am no better. Like I'm just TikTok doesn't have as hooks into me the way that Meta does. And so
1: Right. You're um, just you're just switching instead of yeah, I'm using an it.
0: inferior drug and then trying to be sanctimonious about it, it's not its, it's not great. You're giving your
1: attention, you're giving your time and money to Mark Zuckerberg instead of whoever, well, the Chinese government, I think, who owns dance. TikTok.
0: Yeah. dance. Um, um, all yes. right. Uh, you wanted to talk about incels as well? Oh, well, we can save that for another episode because I need okay. to like actually write down some stuff about incels. I think <laughs> I think incels have more going for them than people realize. You're going to say something that only gets you three quarters canceled instead of 100% canceled. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that would potentially agree. We'll see. Yeah. They're called incels. (laughs) (laughs) That's our our listener base. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Well, then let's talk about this guy who, uh, thinks it's gross to eat pussy. I got to. Hmm. Pull it up here. Um, Okay. My boyfriend expressed it was gross to eat pussy, which explains why he's never gone down on me. How do I break up with him? I'm not super experienced. I've only had mediocre head given to me, and I don't want to live the rest of my life not having good sex. It's not that we have completely bad sex, but I don't receive a lot, which makes sense since he thinks going down on girls is gross. I can't see myself being with someone who thinks it's gross, even if I didn't enjoy it. Like, I go down on him. Does that make me gross to him? I'm sure it does, doesn't does because he enjoys it, so it doesn't make sense. How do I break the news to him that I can't be with someone who won't go down on me? I have a theory about men who won't go down on women. Well, okay. I think there's a few things. I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, um, particularly in Brazilian culture, and I, I'm singling out Brazilians here because I have two different Brazilian friends that boast that they have never gone down on a woman and they're in their forties and they both yeah. were fairly, uh, profligate in their youth. They hooked up with many women promiscuous, maybe promiscuous. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the P word I was looking for. And they were
1: profligate with their semen <clears throat> <Just laughs> dispensing it go. everywhere.
0: There you go. Yeah. Uh, and, So there's, there's folks like that who just, um, I think they think it's beta or something, so they don't want to. And then I do think there are probably some men who are sort of grossed out by vaginas, but I think the main reason men are hesitant to go down on women is because they have some sort of performance and anxiety. So the analogy Hmm. I wanted to draw was toward people who don't like dancing you know so you'll, you'll go to weddings and you know there's always like that 15% of people that are just sort of sitting at the tables around sort of fidgeting and looking uncomfortable and you could go over and 15% ask, I don't know it depends on the wedding sometimes it's yeah. more sometimes it's less
1: seems like like maybe the ethnic makeup of the wedding would be relevant
0: maybe um i mean i think dancing in some black and brown communities is much more popular than it is in sort of, you know, middle to upper class white communities. Oh, I was actually thinking of the Scottish Highlands and all that, or Ireland, you know, they do all that dancing. Oh yeah. Irish dance. But okay,
1: sure. Yeah. So it's cult. maybe I should have said cultural, not ethnic.
0: Okay. Yeah. In any case, um, I think those people who are afraid to dance, imagine that there is going to be some sort of judgment of their performance. And they're they don't want to face that judgment, and so they'd rather just <laughs> sit awkwardly and be judged from afar. Um And so it is with with oral sex. Like I think they worry that they'll get down there and they don't really know what they're doing, and the woman will be, you know, maybe she'll be nice or maybe she'll be uncomfortable, but like they'll face some sort of shame. and so they're afraid to even try. And so I just wanted to mention that because that might be what's going on with this girl. It sounds like they're both fairly young. I don't,
1: so I mean, do you really think that dancing, that the dancing thing is a social
0: <clears throat>
1: concern that, that people are going to be? I mean, the reason why I don't like to dance at events like that is because I just don't like dancing it's is that simple like i don't like doing it really at home i don't i, I don't like, do it in front of the mirror you know i just it's just not a thing i do i don't get that much out of it i don't think i'm very good at it
0: etc i feel like if you're if, if i not really the learned right. how to yeah i feel like you are not the right you're so weird socially generally that if i could do if i could learn to do like
1: some really good like roboto moves like michael jackson would do or uh-huh. Uh you know the moonwalk I've tried to learn the moonwalk it's it's kind of challenging I'm not coordinated enough so I think there's an ima- athletic dimension
0: You're imagining you're just going on to the the wedding dance floor and you're like okay I have these like nine moves I'm going to deploy yeah. uh, over the that course of that would be fantastic evening. Yeah yeah then
1: then, I, then it would be more fun because I would actually uh, the thing is I just don't have the interest to like devote how many right hours I would have to, to yeah to learn and I don't I also don't have like the foot eye coordination or whatever because I have actually done Taken a YouTube video for like the moonwalk and I think a couple other things and tried for like an hour <laughs> or something, and I just made no progress. For the moonwalk, you, ever, you need like to be able to slide your shoes a certain way and so forth. Anyway, go Yeah. On.
0: No, the moonwalk is tricky. I, I too have tried and had mm-hmm. uh, no success. Uh, yeah. Have you ever played any of those dancing video games? Like, do you remember when the Xbox first came out? It came with a camera, and then the video yeah. game would sort of watch how you're moving your body and then judge you against. Uh, yeah, it yeah, would like, show d- you. <clears throat> Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it was called, but well there
1: was Dance Dance Revolution where it would like control like you had to push buttons basically. Well, that on the was floor. different.
0: That for Dance Dance Revolution, you had to get a pad on the floor and you had to That's move right. your feet to certain spots on the pad. But then when these camera systems came out, they could get a little bit more elaborate with what you were supposed to do with your arms and sure. your torso and so forth. Um, That's right. Anyway, if you want to try and up-level your dancing game, uh, those are pretty fun. And because you get like the, it's a little bit like a Rock Band or a Guitar Hero, where I'll tell you, you get uh, wh- points based on your execution. The most recent dance that I
1: encountered was uh, th- like uh, as a popular dance was that flossing dance. I mean, like you know is, the one that, that meme is. Oh, I know it's really it's old. I know.
0: Gotta be ten years old.
1: Sure, sure. Because and, and it, it, it became popular among young boys because of people. I think there was a character in the game a video game Fortnite that could do it or maybe you could like have your guy do it after you defeated somebody or something yes and so uh i was at some like boy scout thing with my kid yeah Uh, kids love it (laughs) not alone and uh (laughs) there was this one there was they were dancing for something and there was this one kid that started doing that floss dance really slow with a really big pelvic thrust and just sort of staring at people in the audience and i thought that was kind (laughs) of i was like wow that's that's a pretty serious movie he's doing there
0: i should have said chris hansen enters the room when you mentioned the boy scouts so, yeah i hear you missed my window uh the floss my, was was promoted on the internet in 2014 by the way
1: well it was done like a, there was like a Katy perry uh performance where one of the dancers the backup dancers did it and that was like oh, okay. the thing that made it become popular
0: okay um yeah the, the but, key insight. Yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah. You can finish first. I was just going to
1: say my thing is that it's I don't I don't think I'm very good at it and I don't enjoy it. It's not something that I okay. would do at home, et cetera, et cetera. It's not really that I'm afraid of judgment. I, I think I'm around as good at it as most people because most people suck at it.
0: Right. The key insight into dancing is that what makes it fun is like sharing the physical space and energy with your friends. And your ability to be good at it is not. Important. Nobody cares. In fact, if you're bad, you're sort of liberating other people who are bad to feel less bad about themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's the notion additive. of
1: sharing, when you say sharing physical space and energy with friends, it just makes me think of like a really overcrowded, kind of dirty hot tub.
0: Right. I think that you are so weird socially, generally, that <laughs> the thing that makes dancing fun for people, which is a shared experience with friends. I that see. is i don't know if intimate's the right word but it's i mean intimacy is part of it it's just it's fun to be i don't know wriggling your bodies together um okay and it would be fun if it was all women and me <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah <laughs> and nudity was involved um, true true but yeah anyway like i am a bad dancer and i used to be very afraid to dance and okay. now i enjoy it but uh, yeah like i i past some cliff where I was worried about what other, I, I somehow was able to convince myself that me being bad at it didn't matter. Um,
1: and you think but, that you think it's the same thing for,
0: uh,
1: I mean, you must admit like, that some people, it's just, they don't enjoy giving. Yes.
0: Sex I do think women. that um, like with women, who, for whom there's some percentage just don't like having a cock in their mouth. There's some amount of men who don't like having uh, roast beef in their mouth. And mm-hmm. that, I don't know what the percentage is, but it might be similar. Um, and of course, but you know, being aroused and being attracted to a partner suppresses your disgust reflex. And so, right. you know, most men find it, Pretty intriguing. I don't. Is most? Uh, yeah. I, I think most men, uh, do have this. Uh, would you? Would instinct, you find a compelling intuition to to get down there?
1: Would you find it compelling if the woman just seemed to not be getting any pleasure from it at all? So you just sat there, lay, lay there for ten minutes while you did it. Would would you directly get pleasure from it? I was
0: reading that? a thread this week where. A woman was describing that her she just doesn't get much from oral sex, and she can tell yeah. that her boyfriend enjoys it, so she "quote unquote" lets him. Um, I think a big part of it is my ego. Like, I I imagine that I'm like delivering pleasure in some way. Uh, I think I also uh, en- enjoy like the taste and sort of the intimacy of it. But do you, do you if think I that you if I knew yeah. that they were just doing it? Performatively, because they thought I was enjoying it, that would be a big bummer.
1: Okay, and you, when you say that it's your ego and you imagine that you're giving pleasure, does that mean that you, in your heart of hearts, don't believe you, in fact, are that you're actually not very good at it and it's
0: I not actually think doing much? Based on feedback, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, but you know, you can't trust the feedback you're getting from women about whether you're right. delivering them orgasms or pleasure. But even normalizing for that, I think I am substantially above average and skill, but uh, who knows? I mean, I admit that I could be completely wrong. Right. I think I know. I mean, I mean, I've been down there enough times that I feel like I must be at least average. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think the thing that I would be suspicious of as a woman, and I guess I would feel this way as a man too, with a female partner. Like I would wonder does this person not like this activity or just not like it with me? Yeah. And that would, I think that would be the concern that I would have that would kind of make it a problem. Yeah. I mean, apart from the fact that it's like something you'd like to have happen. So then you're kind of bummed out that you, that you want, want this. Um, And yeah, I mean, we've, we've heard from people where they had a previous partner who enjoyed the activity or, you know, with whom the person enjoyed the activity. So then it's like, okay, well, what's going on there like why why all of a sudden you don't want to do it anymore right suggest something negative about the relationship and so forth
0: right yeah i mean i th- think that enjoying oral sex is probably uh, fairly correlative with healthy sexual relation- relations generally
1: yeah by the way um <clears throat> i heard something that uh, jordan peterson said
0: oh no <laughs> Why do that you I thought still was sort of intelligent
1: because it's, he's on TikTok. He's is he not on Instagram Reels?
0: Yeah. If he were, Meta he would, would know him. that I despise him and not surface his content to me. He
1: he said that people should not have sex with each other if they're not comfortable talking about sex with each other. Oh, that why do you despise him? I don't agree with that, but okay. I thought this is a reasonable <laughs> thing to say.
0: I, I didn't even hear what you said. He said I'm I'm so triggered by your liking of okay.
1: He back. said, <laughs> "I'm listening. He to said this. I'm, go ahead. That people should not have sex with each other if they're not comfortable talking about sex with each other. Oh, that was like a reasonable kind of decision I point like that. for. Yeah, that's. I, I I think mostly aimed at women, but yeah, aimed at both."
0: Okay, so there's one thing about him that you like. I mean, he's, as as always, he's like on the edge of incel with what he's saying there. I'm guessing the reason he's saying that is he's doing some sort of victim blaming for women having negative sexual experiences. And he's saying, look, if you don't feel comfortable talking to your partner, you shouldn't be having sex with them. But setting that aside, uh, yeah, I think it is a good heuristic that if you aren't, you know, fairly comfortable saying what your needs and wants and expectations are, then you should probably not have sex with them. I think that's a good rule of thumb.
1: I mean, how is, okay, so when you say he's victim blaming, you mean that he's, you're basically like making the kind of like uh, hyper consent culture argument that like women shouldn't have to like operate within a world where everything isn't perfectly laid out or uh, verbally ahead of time and uh, something, something like that. I, I don't really know why, like. I, okay. I don't think that's victim blaming. I think it's just true that women are yeah. most of the time responsible for these negative experiences that they have. Actually,
0: I think that it's fairly preventable. I'd like to think it is. I mean, I think otherwise, like also, what a terrible think, world to raise a daughter in. Yeah. I mean, I think it can be true. And also, yeah, I don't understand Jordan Peterson's motivations a lot of the time. Hmm. I don't. I don't trust him.
1: Well, why do you have to trust somebody? I mean, I just listen to the, you know, sometimes he says stuff that sounds nutty to me. Maybe half the sometimes? time. Sometimes? <laughs> I said half, half the time. But half so it, some... like he comes up with things and I'm like, oh, that. like I thought this was a decent take. I was like, oh yeah, that's reasonable. Like it was should... just a nice,
0: like little rule of thumb a kid could have. It's like, yeah, you don't fuck people yes, if you don't want really to talk about it. I agree. I, yeah, I already conceded that point reluctantly, but. But completely, but completely. Like I think, I think that's a really good rule of thumb. It's a good heuristic. Like if you are not comfortable with your partner generally and specifically communicating about sex, like maybe don't have sex with them.
1: Right, because something shitty is going to happen. It could go either way. I mean, uh, a way in which it could be really bad for the the young man or whatever age man could be around pregnancy. Right. I mean, he might have a misunderstanding about what birth control is being (laughs) deployed. Oh, and then I mean, have a really nasty surprise and this is something that would be very hard for the guy and you could say well nobody would call the guy a victim there but you could certainly try to call him a right. victim like he's he's been yeah. involuntarily made a
0: father yeah so. yeah i think the vast majority of initial sexual encounters happen without having good lines of communications hmm. yes, which might that's, be that's, the reason why women have so many negative uh initial encounters Like the default trajectory for men is generally positive and the default trajectory for women is generally negative. And if the communication lines were open, that might be uh, leveled out a bit. Right. Yeah. And I can 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 see how people view consent, like
1: massive amounts of consent as a way to open lines of communication, but there are other ways as well.
0: Right. Like watching porn together. We've talked about uh, micro consent and some of the issues there uh, in previous episodes. All right, uh, let's see here. (laughs) Okay, you're going to like this one because I know this is one of your, uh, you have like nightmares about this scenario. Uh, Mm. This person says, should I be concerned if a girl I slept with kept our condom with my sperm in it? I just met this chick, but looking back, I think I made her too crazy over me and I'm worried she's going to try to make herself pregnant. She was telling me how much she loves my body, how big my dick is, how much she thinks I'm handsome, how cute I am and that she loves my eyes and that a lot of women would pay to have sex with me. That's a lot of compliments. Maybe I'm overthinking, but she literally wrapped the condom and said she was going to show her roommate because she's never seen a guy come that much. I'm scared that I'll have a child somewhere without me even noticing. I remember I had an ex-girlfriend who told me that she would have sex with me when she's married someone else because she likes my jeans. So she wants to have my baby. So I've heard of this crazy shit before. I'm scared. Okay. First of all, Setting aside that this guy might be completely lying. Uh, we have talked about condom keeping in the past. Do you think there would be a market for a product that could neutralize sperm, like some powder that you could like sprinkle into the condom that would kill the sperm? Well I mean, most condoms have spermicide in them. Or many. Do they though. have I'm them sure on the inside? I, I know they'll they'll be ones that say spermicidal lubricant, but the lube is on the outside of the condom. Not the not yeah, the inside. Yeah, I mean it does seem like you don't want it to be on, to be on, the, on the inside. You don't want it to be on the inside cuz it'll slip off the lubricant anyway. The spermicide I can imagine you want to be on the inside. Yeah, what if the spermicide was gritty? <laughs> That's <laughs> like would be bad. A, not good. It's like a grain
1: gritty powder. Um <clears throat> Yeah. It's a fair point that it probably is externally. And and right. I mean, the, so if you're worried about accidental pregnancy from wearing a condom, the thing you'd be worried about is like the condom slipping off Mm -hmm. or breaking. And so in both of those cases, you would want the spermicide to be in her vagina, not a a kind of around, kind of around his penis, because now you've removed the condom. It might not matter that much, but I, I think you're right. I think it probably is on the outside.
0: Yeah, makes logical sense. So, um, is there something this guy could do to pretend to give her a right? This is like a, a, <clears throat> a condom with good baby batter in it, but but he's actually uh, unbeknownst to her, secretly neutralized it.
1: Yeah, that's like uh, you're you're talking about uh, when you if you want to throw away used paint, you can't just put it in the trash. Uh, oh, you're not you supposed to. to. You have to uh, de volatile
0: it somehow. Yeah. So
1: there's a couple of things you can take it to a facility where they deal with it, but there's also this product Who's you can put it in that dries up the paint, like it turns it solid. And I think you're imagining the same thing. Like you could turn your semen into a into some sort of solid substance well, or,
0: or alter it. Maybe. I th- yeah. I, th- I think I mean, in this let me case just, she wants uh, like, it. She wants to yeah. believe that she has the the real right. live juice. Sure. So so
1: the thing you could do is you could just microwave it. <laughs> I'm not sure no, how many seconds couldn't. it would take, but I don't, yeah.
0: I don't have a microwave in my bedroom.
1: Well, I'm I, just uh, saying this that has that to be it. fast and done subtly. Well, there could be a small device that people have that has a battery in it that's a microwave for condom sized objects just to quickly mm. take care of this. And that's not actually possible.
0: <laughs> you have a little forage by forage cube next to your trash can that you could just surreptitiously uh, yeah. put the condom in. Yeah,
1: I mean, no, you can't. They're, they're, I mean, look, you obviously could put some kind of poison
0: in there. You could heat it. There are various can things you, you could it, do. Can you, can you, would, would UV light kill the sperm?
1: <laughs> Probably, but I mean, you would need, it wouldn't, I'm not sure it would go through the condom material.
0: Oh, geez. So you have and to shine it quantity. down in, you have to shine it down into the, uh, yeah, and I mean, it would get, you know, you'd have to, do a good
1: job kind of mixing up the semen to make sure all of it is... Uh, maybe not. Properly. I mean, maybe the
0: UV penetrates the murky semen. UV typically doesn't
1: penetrate water Very that far. deep, if I recall correctly. Like, so, I yeah, I don't doesn't. think...
0: I think you're right. It's too high energy. Right. Uh, I'm not sure if it's because it's too high energy. Maybe it is. Or, or maybe the that's frequency. Right, like, I know... uh you're right. Uh, uh, actually, well... <laughs> I don't think much electromagnetic radiation period goes through water that well. Well, you can see through water. So like I know honest, radio and does. GPS signals don't, and those are low frequency. High that's frequency would point. be something like UV, but do do gamma rays or x-rays go through water? For sure. I'm sure they do. X-rays yeah, must. X, they must. X-rays right? must. They, that's, that's why they use them to do body image. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the end of our. I do believe podcast. like it,
1: it would be it would be somewhat difficult to, to do. I mean, like, yeah, it's and, and like obviously smashing it with a hammer or something isn't going to do anything. Like it's these things are microscopic. <laughs>
0: crushing the sperms. I like the idea of
1: microwaving. I mean, yeah, he could just he could just hop it into the. He just said, "Look, I want to inactivate it." Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, basically, you don't. As a guy, you shouldn't. This, you shouldn't do this.
0: Okay, if there you was. Just say no. Is there an analogy here for men? So let's just just assume for a moment that this guy's not full of shit. And the way that he wrote this with like several women telling him how awesome he is sounds a little sus to me. I liked
1: but- I liked his thing of uh he's mirroring like what some people theorize uh to be a, f- a kind of historical pre prehistorical female mating behavior where she Gets the genes from, like, the most virile guy, but then gets the other guy to raise her kids. Like, this is something that anthropologists yeah, it's, theorize it's, about. It's right?
0: the cuckold bull not thing there, right? It's, That's right. Yeah, you want the high-quality uh, alpha man. So it's kind of cool that he's that guy. I mean, he must be... Well,
1: he's purportedly you know, that guy, yeah. A specimen. Okay, but you're looking for... You want to re- reverse the roles where there's something that the woman... Yeah, okay. The guy so would take from the woman.
0: This woman wants to keep a trophy of... Uh, uh, condoms of men she's fucked like what what could a man keep panties oh, i guess a, this is and no, i think some men would, do
1: yeah you could but the best one would be a photo that mm-hmm. shows her breasts and vulva and her face is just covered in semen that would <laughs> she doesn't want any and then you just have that photo and that's like it's around the same actually the semen is the semen has an expiration date on it so that they're probably about equal because of that. Because and the reason I say they're about equal is because the semen could create a much more serious problem for the guy, actually. And I'm not sure what the jurisprudence is like. If I feel
0: if somebody like somebody uh,
1: like gets herself pregnant with your semen, are you, you? You know, I'm not sure what the deal is. I
0: think that the the integral of pain caused by photos of uh, women in compromising sexual situations. There might be more area under that curve than the one of women sneaking semen out of condoms.
1: I think the, I think that's true, but only in the sort of in society today, it's so much, I mean, it's essentially doesn't happen that women purposely get pregnant with semen out of condoms. So this is not that much yeah. of a real risk. The right. other one, obviously like revenge porn is like a very real thing. It's because of yes. that. But if you, but that's if what, you just yeah, take that's, the,
0: that's where I was going. Yeah.
1: Okay, but if you take one instance of each, where the woman does impregnate herself, yes, and then but, there's the pictures,
0: then I think the area under the curve is larger for the yes. There have been baby. some women that have been like absolutely, I don't know if "cancels" the right word, but had like career limiting shit happen because of revenge porn. Sure, but uh,
1: okay, okay, maybe the area is the same. I don't know. It's it's I having that. A, a they're is both expensive. bad.
0: They're both bad. I'm just yeah. providing a, a devil's advocate argument here. Sure um after you have sex with a woman if you had like a polaroid camera next to your bed what percentage of them would be uh would would consensually let you photograph them i think why most would i would use be a like, polaroid and not just like a, a, a phone oh <laughs>
1: you were trying to like make <laughs> 70s polaroid makes it, or something?
0: yeah it makes it feel more snuffy i don't know yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, Polaroid would be bad. Using my phone would probably be be less aggressive.
1: I think that I think that in general they wouldn't be too happy about you taking a picture like that because, right. yeah, actually, I mean, I think that I think actually a lot of the revenge porn that happens is videos and photos that women send to the man. So they're they feel in control. They send yes, it. Um, yes. <clears throat> I realize there is some amount of hiding cameras and things like that. These are things that happen. There
0: is, yeah. But, but yeah, I guess you're right. Most women probably would not consent to photos of them being taken during or immediately after sex.
1: It depends on what's happening after sex too. I mean, like it could be. Well, and especially,
0: especially early sexual encounters, like before they trust you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it'd be, I, I assume this is a conversation that, well, it would only come up if you wanted to take photos like that, but there would always be a conversation because it's, it would be difficult to trust someone a lot about
0: that sneakily take a photo yeah
1: yeah well no even if you wanted to do i'm not i think even in a committed relationship of longer than a year say i think that probably only half the time or maybe less would the woman consent to that because it's just it's like look what if somebody steals your phone what if somebody hacks you and so forth right right
0: yeah all right let's move on um oh yeah i liked this one this one was one of the top things on the sex subreddit this week. Uh, this person writes, his kinks are ruining our relationship. I don't know what to do. I've known him for 10 plus years and the kinks have progressed. He always liked anal play. He wants to be pegged, etc. wants to be the sub and be caged and, and me to literally walk around with a key. He has a drawer full of dildos, nipple clips, and strap-ons that he always wants to use. During sex, he is vocal about wanting to see another man have sex with me, lick up the cum, be the fluffer for both of us. We had a discussion Mm -hmm. a few years ago about his bisexual tendencies and whether he wanted to explore that. I told him that if he doesn't, oh, I told him that if he decided he was gay or wanted sex with men, then I wasn't willing to continue a relationship. He chose me willingly and eagerly. He has recently started wearing lace underwear at home, previously was commando. He changes after dinner and spends the evening sitting on the couch in them. Some are just lace, some are more adorned. (laughs) He said he likes how they feel. Well, they are up to crack of his butt and he's half hanging out, so I don't see how that's comfortable. (laughs) Every night he is dressing this way. He said he feels more like himself. I checked his dresser drawers and discovered thigh-high stockings, so I know he's planning on taking this further. He wants me to be a hot wife. I don't want to do that. He's got all these t-shirts he wears around the house that say Beta or Property of Hot Wife so objectified with all his comments, like I'm just a mechanism for his fantasies. I love this guy. We've been through a lot together, but I can't live like this. The further he goes down this rabbit hole, the more turned off I get. He doesn't look cute in panties. It's a sexual turn off for me. I'd rather he just go find someone else to have sex with if that will help him. I don't want to live with dildos and his panties being shoved in my face every single day. When we do have sex, he prefers to perform oral and then PIV quickly and dirty to get the job done. Usually he wants me to edge and ruin him more than anything else. I know he watches a lot of porn related to this as well. Almost done here. I don't want to embarrass him. He can like what he wants. That's not the issue. I don't want any of this. I want a somewhat dominant man. When I've mentioned the hot wife thing bothering me in the past, he said he would stop bringing it up and he did, but it's back again. I'm considering it as an alternative to having a sexual relationship with him. But I know he will be upset because I don't intend to let him be in the audience, which is exactly what he wants. I've told him that he's not a sub if he if he sets up situations where I have to say no to his kink during sex or he cages himself and hands me the key. I don't want to be responsible for his orgasms. Ugh, it goes on and on. I don't know what to do. All right. So the reason I brought this up is, look, we're a fairly sex-positive sex <laughs> podcast here. <Yeah. laughs> but this is the sort of thing... I think we worry about when we hear about people going down the kink route, like if you start fiddling around with this kind of stuff and discovering that you like it, you end up with like a situation where only like one out of 100 women can, would like even possibly tolerate you. Like you, you, you're really limiting your, uh, available. I think it's way
1: less than one in a hundred.
0: Yeah. For, for okay. Fine, fine.
1: Fine. Fine. Um, yeah. I mean, it's difficult to see. I mean, <laughs> I like that. I like how it's uh, it's kind of like boiling the frog. She just like it's just <laughs> got more and more intense, and she's yeah. I mean, this shows like this is this is why like the early part of a relationship where people kind of feel out what's going on with the other person is so important because you want to like when he started having behaviors like this that needed those were kind of yellow flags for her that this this could take place. And yeah, now she's got this guy who's cock and ball torturing himself on the, yeah. I mean, he basically yeah, well, comes, well, home, he's wearing comes home around to, the house. to Dr. Frank and cock and ball torturing himself on the couch. It's just like, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's uh, I I don't know if they have, I mean, when you divorce, they often say it's irreconcilable differences. Like, is there a special category for this?
0: So, I mean, like, like it's just wild, but like I just you know, I, I frequently get asked, and we've talked about it on this show a lot, um, uh-huh. why I don't want to try pegging, yeah, or any kind of prostate or anal play. So I proudly have never had anything go the opposite direction
1: you You get asked this just in normal life.
0: uh, no, it doesn't come up in like business conversations, but uh, but I mean, occasionally like, uh, when
1: you're dating or something.
0: Yeah, like I'm fairly anti-pegging and, I, and I'll mention that and then... For yourself, you're not anti... Well, I mean, you don't want to watch no, it. No, I'm so fine. Forth, if, but if some guy wants to do it, it's fine. Yeah, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody wanting to do it. And I'm not... How about I'm if you not, were on I'm the couch even, at your... You know, well, I'm not I just even... want to ask if... Sure, I wouldn't you, like it. Yeah, I want,
1: uh, if you found out someone had just been pegged on the couch you were sitting on, you wouldn't like that probably. <laughs> That's all. Okay, so I don't think this is the same as the pegging concern. So your concern is that you might go into kink land and become not like this guy necessarily, but some kind of altered version of yourself where it's difficult to recover yourself. You're sort of more normal life. So I don't actually think like, I don't think that's that likely here. I think this guy probably was always essentially this way. Like there's something that happened in childhood or maybe just something in his brain or genetic epigenetic, whatever. And he, uh, he, this is just how he is and he's just revealed it little by little and his wife has sort of tolerated it I see uh or maybe even different times encouraged it um but I don't think I don't think that it's that likely that somebody who had no such fantasies would like start doing this uh, just because they tried it and liked it I think you would know ahead of like the reason I think the real reason that you don't want to do pegging is because you just know even if it felt good in the moment you're like yeah I, I don't want to take that role sexually. And you just know that it's, it's the way you are.
0: Yeah. I mean, my intuition is that I wouldn't like it. If my intuition was that I would love it, then probably my concerns about not wanting to go down that slippery slope would sort of melt away because I'd be so excited to, to find out.
1: I mean, this is probably the single, the the take that I've given on this podcast. that's gotten me the single most number of like emails bitching at me about this because people will say Uh things like, it doesn't make you gay. Like some guys just like it. And it's like, (laughs) I mean, it makes you something, you know? Yeah. It's not right to say. So yeah, that's, I disagree. I don't think this is a B. I don't think, I don't think it's for, I'm actually pretty confident that you wouldn't, you might be indifferent to pegging. You'd be like, oh, okay, this is fine. You know, you'd be like, there were some interesting elements. You could make a list of pros and cons or something, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, I want to do this all the time, because if you felt that way, you would have already
0: explored it. That's, that's, I think that's just how that works. I don't think you're repressed enough that you is would have part, to explore it. I mean, is part of being attracted to men... We've been through this before. I think I know what you're going to say here, but I'll ask the question anyway. Is part of being attracted to men wanting to have you know, a cock up your ass?
1: You mean as a man? Yeah. I don't think it necessarily has to be that because there are, you know, there is a substantial cohort of gay men who don't engage in anal sex, either direction. They just uh-huh. don't do that. Um, right. That so you said, can't be
0: physically attracted to men, but not want a cock up your asshole.
1: Well, for starters, you could be physically attracted to men, but be dominant. So you want, you're still the one who wants to, I mean, yeah, this is the thing is like you can split out. what sex you're attracted to. And then whether you like to be dominant or submissive, those things don't have to track exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, but, but many gay men are interested in the more submissive role or at least switching back and forth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and so then, yeah, you would probably, you know, you would as part of that, want to engage in that behavior. You're, you're taking on the more feminine role. Um, just like that's the role that most women are comfortable with. And this woman in this question is it's making her uncomfortable because he wants her to behave more masculinely. And she's like, that's not, that's not for me. That's not who I am. I want to be in the more typical female role. Yeah. And she doesn't want to like be pursuing lots of different partners. And I I like, I like, I I really actually, I I actually find this thing you read persuasive in that I believe it's real because I like how she's looking for outs. She says, "Um, well, I could just take him up on this, but I would do it without him in the room. Right. Uh, So basically just have another guy that I have sex with. Like I did just replace him. Right. And then she said, uh, yeah, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be part of my husband's. I don't want to be chained to his sort of fetish life. Um, Yeah, I didn't sign up for this. Like these are all, these are all things that sound pretty believable to me.
0: Treated as a kink dispenser. It would be interesting to hear what a psychologist would say if they went to a therapy session and... Both presented, you know, their cases here. He's like, "Look, like this is just how I am. This is what I want. I yeah. f- feel like I've been very clear and fair with her about my my sexual needs." And then she would be like, "Yeah, he has. I just don't want to be involved in that." And then, yeah, like I think the correct answer here is they're not sexually compatible and they should break up immediately. But uh, I mean, a, they a might have some financial therapists. Right. Fine, 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 fine. But yeah, everything else being equal, uh, yeah, I and think I think. Uh, uh, I don't think a
1: therapist is going to help this.
0: No, I don't think so either. I'd just be curious to hear like what hand wringing they would do to try to rescue this.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think that's pretty unrealistic. I mean, they could remain friends and that kind of thing. But obviously, I mean, look, it's if a guy thinks that's unfair, if somebody thinks that's unfair, you could flip the genders here. I mean, what if you were married to a woman and she just like started adopting more and more? She's insisting on pegging you. She wants to pack, which is like have like kind of a fake penis in her underwear all the time. You know, just sort of. Yeah, she's like, look, I just want to, I want to be on top all the time. I want to like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the. I'd have to come up with all the different
0: equipment. But essentially, be some sort of dominatrix person. Like that would be a same thing. If I if I met like this, you know, brilliant woman that I really liked, but that was what she wanted to do sexually. I would just be like, I don't. Well,
1: initially, I mean, if I think about it, initially, like I'm sure it would be fun. Some Twice. Of times. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that, it's just that then you're like, oh, this is, this is, so now I have to. <laughs> I mean, it would, it would be actually, I actually, I actually think it would be very psychologically difficult as a man to have to, to basically be forced into that submissive role. That's the thing. It would, it ju- and that's, that's sort of what's telling here is that the woman's being forced into the dominant role. Like, it's just not, yeah. it would be very uncomfortable. Like, but I don't, I don't, it's not my role. Like, I'm, I'm the rooster, not the hen. Like, I'm not right. supposed to have somebody hopping on top of me. Right, just doesn't it would it would constantly be an irritant and ultimately yeah. doom the relationship,
0: yeah, all right, let's do one more. Uh, yeah. this person is an eighteen year old female. She says, "How do I stop whimpering, panting when me and my boyfriend have sex? Whenever we have sex, I always whimper or pant instead of moaning like a regular person. It's super embarrassing, and he always manages to make me do it, and I can't do anything to stop it. Last night, we were having sex, and I was doing a decent job of hiding it until he pressed on my stomach in the spot where he was in me and I fucking lost it and started whimpering instantly. Is whimpering uncontrollable?
1: I mean, let's see. It might be right. I mean, they're different. They're different sort of noises that people make that are uncontrollable in life. I mean, like if you can, yeah, I mean, there, there are things that are uncontrollable, so it might be.
0: I don't know. The thing,
1: let me say this. Let's say the, you're a your say parent. This. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was I just want to say, say this because th- this is like a common trope that I want that I wanted to. to and this will be politically incorrect. I have heard repeatedly, and I've noticed this in porn, that this type of behavior is more common with Asian women. Uh, it is. You think? it well, is? I mean, it has to be a you think it is. Like in my anecdotal experience, here. it is. Okay, and so that's that. Okay, so that right there is suggestive. That oh, it's got to be either.
0: Hold yeah. on. It also in porn, it's much more common. That
1: for sure. I mean, I, I think I have, I, I think there I am sort of a scientist and I can say with some authority what's going on. Um, so that would either be cultural or like some sort of genetic thing, right? And both of those are pretty, I mean, when you see a correlation like that, it does suggest that it's in some way involuntary, whether it's, uh, it could be cultural conditioning, but that can be pretty involuntary. I mean, it's like, this is how we are, you know? Well, my society is
0: i mean there could be both a genetic and cultural thing like you know maybe certain types of people have a more genetic predisposition to whimpering than others but uh, my guess is that a lot of people affect it early because they think they should and then they're doing it subconsciously now my question is something around Do you think it's like sharapova who's Sharapova the tennis the, player the, what's
1: her first name Maria Maria Sharapova yeah the tennis player where she learned as oh, the a, a child grunting to like grunt loudly when she served or hit a hard shot mm-hmm. yeah I mean is it the same thing but basically they you know
0: uh, first off Monica Sellas was the original do you remember okay my like, bad her she opponents was stabbed <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah by some Steffi Graf fan there was a lot of like uh, hmm. weird accosting of female athletes in the early 90s, right? There was uh, Tanya Harding's bodyguard going after Nancy Kerrigan and then Monica Sellers got stabbed. I don't think we've had anything similar since, have we? It depends on how you define what a female is, but sure.
1: No, <laughs> I'm a, really kidding. I, we, we, no, I don't think they're ass. It's you an know. epidemic back Calm then. down.
0: Uh, yeah, I think tennis players do affect grunting at some point. I think their coaches want them to like powerfully exhale as they're taking their shot. And okay. then, you know, so they get this like, advice to grunt um but yeah but couldn't they affect not doing that in a certain situation and what i was going to bring up earlier when we kept speaking over each other was yeah like what if you're at your parents house or you have roommates and thin walls like can't you just not do it of course i mean i
1: can i cannot i've got to think that it's to some extent voluntary but it's just one of these things where it would require a significant amount of conscious control to to stop doing it uh, yeah. if it's something you're used to doing. So is I it, see. of course, it's theoretically possible, but I could see it being uh, challenging. And yeah. I don't, I mean, also there's an element of surprise. I mean, okay, can you, uh, I don't know if you're ticklish or not, but like, could you stop t- being ticklish if somebody tickled you? Well, not but really, that, right?
0: I don't think that's a good analogy. Yeah, no, I don't think I could.
1: Well, I mean, here he said, she said that he poked in on her stomach. I guess like making his, it's what I imagine, hang on, I I want to, have a nice analogy. I I'm imagining the uh, picture on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel of God touching Adams, you know, their fingers Mm -hmm. touching. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But here it's him touching his own penis's head through her abdomen. Right. Right. So her abdomen is sort of the shining light between the two. Anyway, that was my analogy. But uh, yeah, that's like tickling. I mean, it's something its something that could elicit an involuntary response, I think. Uh, yeah. Like there are things I could do or someone could do to your penis that I think would generate involuntary response, like a gasp or something. Yeah. If I put it in ice cold ice-cold water, for instance.
0: I think so too. But like the general machinations of sex, I think I can do silently if need, if need be.
1: Yeah, but you have to know what's coming. I think that's a precondition. And so you're assuming that as the guy that you would know what's coming. But what if, yeah, what if, uh, I mean, if yeah, someone's, if
0: you had trying, to be in a submissive role, it's trickier. It's, uh, yeah, that's, okay, that is an interesting point. Yeah.
1: Well, just maybe like you the, can't
0: tickle yourself. Maybe the person in a submissive role has less foresight into what's about to happen. I'll tell and you, so, if someone was fucking my ass. Yeah.
1: And in the doggy style position, and then they like, I don't know what sounds i would be making to start with, but I think that like they could do a stroke (laughs) with their penis that would, uh, or whatever the dildo that would cause me to make a sound. (laughs) And I, I'm not sure I'd have to really think about it not make the sound because it would, yeah. I mean, you're like rearranging my intestines a little bit or something. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to to
0: know.
1: No, I probably could. Once I had this idea of the range of feelings that I'm likely to experience, I could probably stop it, but it would yeah, take a little is, bit of this is good.
0: Coursework. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you came up with this. Yeah, the notion of the submissive person being imposed upon, having something done to them, and not knowing exactly what's going to happen, all of those things probably create a little soup where you're more likely to um, make noises uh, uncontrollably. I mean, I have to assume this is what is compelling this is a
1: big part of what makes like the previous question guy the with the cock cage and stuff, what makes submission compelling, although he's enforcing it on somebody, but is the fact that like you don't know what's coming. So it's like, I think that women generally get a lot of, a fair amount of mileage out of this during sex play with a guy, right? The guy's penetrating her in different ways and she doesn't really know what's coming next. Whereas the guy, yeah, I mean, as a guy, you have to sort of decide, oh, now I'm going to go for the deep thrust. Now I'm going to, I mean, you don't think about it like that, but I mean, there is some amount of, Right, it's like a dance.
0: And not always, but men are more often in charge of changing positions and so
1: forth. Well, but even if the woman's on top, like it's difficult. There's not that much con- the man has a lot more control when he's doing things than the woman does. It's it's more difficult to to control the female body part than the male body part realistically.
0: Yeah. yeah. All so right. even yeah, even if she, yeah. So We're done. That'll do it for this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. You've been treated to another hour of nonsense from us. Uh, We enjoy feedback, uh, especially negative feedback, since that's the most actionable. Uh, You can send us feedback at ymmvpod at gmail.com. We pay $10 for any feedback, so just give us your PayPal or Cash App or whatever. You can also ask us questions there. Uh, If you want us not to use them on the air, just let us know. Uh, again, that's YMMDPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week on Your Mileage. Thank you. Je, 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 je me No!